just in time for summer, the folks at Epic Brewing have released a new canned cocktail, the Utah Margarita. A delicious blend of real lime and agave, the Utah Margarita is ready to drink by the river or in the park. And here's the kicker, no need to buy it at a liquor store. Pick up a six-pack of Epic Brewing's Utah Margarita at any local Harmon's or Trader Joe's, or visit Epic Brewing on State Street in downtown Salt Lake City. Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. We brag about being so close to the mountains here in beautiful Salt Lake City. But are we taking true advantage of nearby trailheads? Whether you're hiking with dogs, with a fear of dogs, or with a seven-year-old, we've got you covered. Plus, a few overnight hike suggestions, you know, for the backpacking curious. It's Thursday, August 17th. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Brendan Miller, just this past spring, you did 54 hikes in 54 days. So I have to ask you, for the skeptics, for the uninitiated, sell us on hiking. What makes it great? Because walking uphill is objectively miserable. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I get a lot of pushback when I try to suggest it as a pastime activity. But uh, I will say that Utah is part of what makes it great and has sold it for me. Personally, I just really love being outside in nature, kind of, you know, being grounded and connecting with all of your senses in this kind of world that you don't really get to experience that much um, otherwise. Yeah, there's a lot of distraction in day-to-day life. There is something about being so focused on one step at a time that you kind of disappear into your own little, little vortex of thought. Absolutely. It's also a bit of a challenge, a bit uncomfortable at times too. So it gives you a little something else to focus on and gives you kind of, you know, an accomplishment at the end, no matter where you go. Yeah. Well, you've covered a lot of terrain on the Wasatch Front and in Utah. Yeah. So what I've got here for us is I've got some different categories of types of hikes that I think listeners might be seeking. And I like to think there's something for everyone in this list. So skeptics, stay with us. I'm going to ask you what you think is the best hike for each of these scenarios. And then I might okay. I might share some of mine too along the way because I also like to get out there. Perfect. Ready? Ready. Let's do it. Okay. Best hike with a seven-year-old. Mm, I would say Donut Falls in Big Cottonwood Canyon. Okay. It's not too, too bad. It's pretty easy going. And there's a great view with a little waterfall at the end. Hmm. And it's in Big Cottonwood, which means no dogs. So... If you've yeah. got a kiddo learning to walk the walk, they won't get knocked over. <laughs> exactly. Little bonus tip during the summer, there's a closer trailhead for that trail. In the winter, you have to park further back. Okay. All right. Probably getting us out of the cottonwoods. Best hike with your dog. Yes, definitely out of the cottonwoods into the next canyon over into Mill Creek Canyon. Very dog friendly canyon. And there's actually a section that's gated off during the winter. It's perfect for the summer. When that opens up, you can take your dog there. And the specific hike there that I'm thinking of is actually called Dog Lake. So yes. it's, uh, it's pretty aptly named. Bring your dogs up to that little lake. It's nice and cool in the summer. Get away from the heat of the, of the canyons or of the valleys, rather. I completely agree. And then, of course, the really interesting thing that they've done in Mill Creek Canyon is 
even days, dogs have to be on a leash. Odd days, your dog can be off leash. So it's a good way of settling the like dog versus biker versus on leash, exactly. off leash people debate, which can get pretty heated sometimes. Definitely. That that dog like hike is also so great because it's just like a nice steady incline. Like it is a little long, but I mean, you never really have to like grind. It's it's a pretty steady walk. And to your point that it's nice in the summer, it's shaded. Like it's forest. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You can't beat that. Plus your dog is going to love it once you get to the end. Yeah, and they can have a swim. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On sort of a different note, what's a good hike if you're scared of dogs? <laughs> yeah. So you're not going to find any dogs, uh, like you mentioned, in either Big Cottonwood Canyon or Little Cottonwood Canyon, since they're protected watersheds. Um, so one that won't have any dogs and one that I love so much is Lake Blanche, mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite ones. It's a, definitely a bit of a challenging one, I would say more so for the experienced hiker that's looking for something a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, you'll you'll see nothing out there but birds, uh, maybe some different uh, ground mammals and that kind of thing. But yes. no, no dogs. Yes. Okay. That is a good one. And I would also like to offer for anyone who wants a no dog hike but isn't ready to grind out Lake Blanche quite yet, Secret Lake, which is sort of the very tippy top of Little Cottonwood Canyon, you are going to have to pay a $10 toll to get your car all the way up to the trailhead. But it's, I mean, you're walking up to the lake, but it's like pretty easy, very doable, beautiful at sunset. And man, it's like, that is an iconic Utah scene is Secret Lake. And also if you're looking for it in all trails, you should know it's spelled with a C, C C-E-C-R-E-T, which is a wild spelling of secret, but... That's one of my favorite spots. I love taking people there from out of town. That's a great one. Yeah, not so much of a secret, ironically. It is very popular in the Albion Basin with some great wildflowers. And you can make that one a little bit longer, too, the further you park back, which is a nice little option. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, the wild. I was there last weekend, and the wildflowers are looking pretty good right now, though they might leave us soon enough. Okay, best waterfall. Uh, I'm going to go with Lisa Falls in Little Cottonwood Canyon. Okay. Um, this one's pretty accessible, not too challenging of a hike, and it leads to a cool little cascading, kind of looks like stairs, um, little waterfall huh. that that kind of yeah, goes through Little Cottonwood Canyon. So yeah, you get to see the variety of, of nature there, and you get a nice little waterfall at the end. Okay. So Lisa Falls. Okay. Can you get under it? Is it accessible to like get in there and cool off? It's not quite one you can get under, um, but it's one you can get like next to and kind of around. Um, but it's less of like the water shooting out as it is like the water kind of falling down the rocks. Mm, beautiful. Okay. Love when it hits the rock and you get a little backsplash. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I always stick my head in there when, it, when I cool off, you know, put your hat in there. Good to go. Yeah. A little natural mist. Okay. I mean... We're talking about a lot of places that if you live in Salt Lake City or like even as far south as Bluffdale, you can probably get to a lot of these hikes in maybe an hour. Um, Or at least to the trailhead, I should say. What about off the Wasatch Front? Like the whole state is fair play. You've got someone visiting. You want to take them on a little weekend adventure. What's your favorite hike in Utah? Mm, Easy. That one, the one that comes to mind is on Antelope Island and it is Frary Peak. 
Yes. Antelope Island is like it just something else completely different than the rest of Utah. It's just such a magical kind of feeling place for being, you know, a little barren and just with bushes. But there's lots of buffalo. There's lots of other animals that are out there. I've seen some coyotes mm. and it is just like an incredible hike with his 360 panoramic view. You get to see the Salt Lake, you get to see all the mountains on either side. And yeah. it's just a really, really unique experience that anytime someone's willing to do something um, a little bit more challenging or wants to really see something unique in Utah, that's that's always the one that I go to. Yeah, you just have to be sure you do spring or fall because in the summer you will be attacked by bugs. Absolutely. Yeah, I actually went on the day when they did the buffalo roundup and we were like, oh, I guess we can't get on the trail because they're <sighs> moving all these animals around. Yeah, that is a sight to behold, though, when all the horse people, the Utah horse people go out and do the Buffalo Roundup. Like that is oh, yeah. quite the attraction. It was something else. Yeah, it was. And it's dangerous. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's a lot of them out there that are rounding them up and not an intentional site that I went to behold, but it was it was a cool one to see nonetheless. Yeah. Okay. What about for the more adventurous folks who want to do a little weekend backpacking? What's a good one night backpacking trip? Yeah, so I know a lot of people do Mount Timpanogos in a day, mm -hmm. um, but that one's actually really popular to hike to the base um, of the summit. There, there's a little there's a little valley right beneath the the peak where you can backpack and you can camp, um, set up camp for the night, and then get up really early in the morning, see the sunrise, and then head back on down. So that's that's a good one for beginners for sure. Hmm. Yeah. That is that sounds nice. I still haven't done Timp, like fully hiked oh, it. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. If I you want know. a crazy experience, get on the trailhead at two o'clock. You'll get to the top by sunrise and it's an unbelievable experience. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I did this backpacking trip last summer that totally rocked my world. Have you done Red Castle Lakes? Red Castle Lakes, no, that's in the Uintas, right? Yeah. I've been meaning to. Yeah, they call it Red Castle Lake because you kind of hike out, and when you get to the end, there is this lake. But then behind it is this craggy rock, like red rock formation. It looks like someone cut a little bit out of Moab and <laughs> brought it up to the high Uintas and like plopped it behind this lake. And when the sun hits it at night, it does just look like this giant, like it's like the Emerald City, like but red. Wow. Um, and Incredible. it's 20 miles round trip. So it is 10 miles each way. So, it, I mean, it's a full day of hiking to get up there and back. But what I will say is you gain less than a thousand feet of elevation over 10 miles. So like if you're pretty new to backpacking or you just don't like that feeling of like being hunched over, carrying a ton of weight up a steep hill. This hike is for you. It's also really popular with horses. So there's like, you'll run across tons of horses. We saw a lot of people hiking with goats. Like it was just a really, Whoa. yeah, you got to check it out. I can't believe you haven't done it, but I'm kind of proud that I can make a recommendation to you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I just recently started looking into backpacking because I feel like I've been not exhausting all the hiking trails. And I, I saw that one. I was like, that looks pretty cool. So yeah. I'm glad I got a firsthand recommendation. I'll, I'll be checking that out as soon as I can. Nice. Okay. All right. Last one in, in this sort of best situation. What's the overall blue ribbon? Like checks all the boxes or as many as possible. Where are you taking me? Yeah, I would, I would go straight to the avenues and go to Twin Peaks. 
Hmm. Um, it is such a nice view of the city. It's a, it's a, you know, a decent challenge, not too long, not too short, some incredible wildflowers you'll see along the way. And I just, yeah, I just love the view of our city from up there. It just blows me away how close there's so much nature to Salt Lake City. Yeah. Um, I'll never get over it and I'll, I'll never get tired of it. That in less than like 10 minutes, I can get to, you know, world-class uh, trails all over the foothills. And so, you know, yeah, I, I would take you there. You get to do two little summits, which is a nice little challenge. You can see um, behind Salt Lake City, there's even more mountains back there, a little tease of what else is out there. And yeah, I think it's just, it's got it all. It's just lovely view. So nice when it's raining too. Everything's all green. Uh, so yeah. you can't beat it. Yeah. And it clears out the smog. So you get a, a longer view of the oh. valley, more visibility. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Nothing worse than getting to a view and you're like, wait, I can't see anything. Yeah. I can't see past Cottonwood Heights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not good. The Living Traditions Festival is back in downtown Salt Lake City, May 17th through 19th. And this is when I come alive. It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court, and this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, music, and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. You can expect everything from live music and dance to hands-on workshops, a little shopping, Sundance film screenings, and Bohemian Brewery. There is something for the whole family, and it's free entry. Come celebrate all of the rich cultures that make up our community. Find more information on the festival and view the full program guide at livingtraditionsfestival.com or on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. We talk a lot on this show about our city's crown jewels. What are the institutions that open doors in our community and regulate its pulse? I choose Salt Lake Community College, and it is a home for incredibly focused Salt Lakers. Nearly 80% of their students work while going to school, many full-time jobs. If I could do college all over again, I would not be 33 and sitting on these damn student loans. And slick students aren't. 80% graduate with little to no student loan debt or save thousands knocking out credits before transferring to a four-year institution. Every day, Salt Lake Community College is transforming lives and communities through education. If you wanna learn something new, refine a trade, or pursue a higher degree for the first time, explore your options at slcc.edu. Study alongside hard workers, save precious money, and be one in a class of 19, not 100. All right, well, I want to know what some of your least favorite hikes are. Give me the hater's guide. Oh, man. Uh, this is a controversial one, but I'm going to say Mount Olympus <gasps> is my least favorite hike. Yeah, bleep that hike. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing good to say about the experience uh, of hiking Olympus. Misery. 
Allie, that is the hardest hike. Yeah. It, like, don't get me wrong. I love a good challenge. You know, uh, I, I did a 50K race throughout the foothills. I'm, I'm no stranger to pushing myself, but that is ridiculous. I do not know how people do it. It's also one of my least favorite things ever to do is walk downhill on unstable rocks. Oh, I'm just like, that sucks. Every step, I'm like, and I'm rolling my ankle, and I'm rolling my ankle. Like, I, yeah, nothing about that hike is appealing to me, and I'm glad that we're finally saying it. And I'm sure some people <laughs> listening who have done it are like, come on, you guys. It's iconic yeah. Utah, and they're right, but we can all agree it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it is iconic, and it is beautiful, and and but it is, yeah, it, it, at least it kicked my butt. I don't know. Maybe other people are like, oh, it's fine. But yeah, I got even stuck kind of at the top. We took a wrong turn scrambling down. And I had to have some people spot me as I was climbing down. And it was, a, it was a little sketchy there. So that contributed, I'm sure, to my overall experience. For newcomers to hiking, because I think sometimes when we talk about outdoor rec in Salt Lake, it's like we can be a little narrow-minded like about how many of us are actually getting into the, into the foothills and the canyons. There are a lot of people who live in this city who don't make a habit of hiking. So... For anyone who might be considering it, do you have any tips or tricks for the newcomers? Yeah, absolutely. I have a few in a few different categories. I'll make it brief. Okay. But, uh, first one for like health and safety is going to be water, which seems obvious, but you'd be surprised how many people get stranded without enough water and need help from like search and rescue or someone else. Yeah. Um, and then also a headlamp if you're hiking like in the afternoon, evening, in case you get, you know, way later delayed for some reason, you are not stranded in the middle of the dark. Yeah. Additionally, in terms of safety, kind of along with that, you know, making sure you share your location or tell someone the specific hike that you're doing um, is, is always a good idea. I think that cannot be understated because especially when you are avid, like sometimes I'll get up one time I like went up sort of on the BST behind the avenues with my dog after work one day and like we got in kind of a sketchy situation. I fell and hurt myself and I was like, oh, no. you know, you really take for granted just, oh, it's fine. It's it's so close to my house. I'm just going to pop on this trail and like it's good for someone to know where you are. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's I'll, I'll say I'm not the best at it and that's something I like to get better at. I always share my location um, with my spouse, but I also like to make sure that if I'm going somewhere that's a little further away or a little bit more challenging, they know the specific trail in case I uh, get in a hairy situation. Yeah. And you sometimes can lose service on these trails, which means exactly. you're kind of relying on the person to be thinking, well, I haven't heard from Brandon in a while. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Having like a downloaded offline map is also good for that kind of situation too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would say like, gift guide for Salt Lakers would be all trails. Like that's <laughs> all trail like, subscription. Yeah. Can't beat it. If you just moved here or you have a friend who just moved here, like what a good gift to get a Salt Laker is an all trails subscription. Cause you can download all of those maps so that you can access them offline and they're a lifesaver. Yeah. Something that I always love to have. I, I am not sponsored by them, but I would be because, <laughs> yeah, you can download the trails. You can get great weather reports. Uh, you can see a 3D map of the trails and get an idea visually what it's going to look like because sometimes the numbers don't really mean anything, you know? Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. If you tell me 2,000 feet of eleva elevation gain, I'm like, blink, blink. Okay, sure. Let's exactly. do it. 
Exactly. And then it's too late because you're walking uphill yeah. and you're hurting. <laughs> Precisely. And then my last uh, quick tips um, in terms of like just courtesy for other hikers, um, something that most people don't know, but uphill hikers actually have the right of way. So mm -hmm. if you're going downhill, make sure to pull to the side to let them go because it's a little bit harder to navigate when you're going uphill and it's just tougher. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you've ever been on a run and you've stopped running to talk to someone and then you have to pick up again, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> That's, Precisely. Yeah, Precisely. let the uphill people keep grinding it out. Downhill folks step to the side. Exactly. And last one, just kind of stewardship for the trails, caring for nature and all the great uh, access we have out there. Make sure you stay on the trails because not doing so can cause erosion. It can trample vegetation, you know, displace animals. And so really make sure to stick to the main trails. I think that's sage. No pun intended. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good one. Last question before we go here. I'm curious, as someone who has traversed a lot of our trails, what's missing from our hiking landscape in Salt Lake? Like man-made infrastructure or something behavioral or scenic? Like what are the gaps? Yeah, I will say the biggest thing, and maybe this is just personal, but there is, it's not that much of a social activity as you would think. And what I would like to see more of is kind of a community around hiking. Hmm. Interesting. That's my thought. Yeah, lately I've been trying to go to like trail cleanups or other like community or environmental activities to meet kind of like-minded people that enjoy nature like I do. But, you know, the thing about having like a, a third place or a place to go after work and home is that hiking trails, there's so many of them, it's not really a consistent place where you can hang out and meet people. So you have to kind of be a little bit more effortful there. We talk about third spaces a lot on this show and we often think about them in the form of like, public parks or coffee shops, like the Salt Lake City Library is a dreamy third space. I've never before thought of a trailhead as a third space, but I think you're right. What an interesting perspective. Yeah, I, I would love for it to be our kind of transient uh, third space where, you know, we can, yeah, just meet up with people um, that have similar interests. And, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit of organization and a little bit of effort. But, you know, I think it's I think it's well worth it because it's just such a delight to meet people that love things in the same way that you love them. Yeah. Can I tell you what I would like to see more of in terms of hiking Salt Lake? Yeah, let's hear it. Water fountains. <laughs> yeah. No, it's public transit to trailheads. Oh, you foo. Right? I'm very passionate about that. Absolutely. Like a bus system that just kind of loops the main trailheads, like some of the, the Bonneville shoreline stops, like maybe it goes up emigration, like uh, maybe it goes up Mill Creek. Like, I just think it would be nice to have almost like a trails focused bus or like means of public transit for people to get out to the trails without bringing their cars. Because- Parking at some of Absolutely. these trailheads is a deterrent, frankly, on like a Saturday morning. I'm less likely to go up if I think the trailhead's going to be a zoo. And oh, 100%. There are a lot of people that I think would happily take a bus to a trailhead and make that part of their adventure and, and their leisure. Like, why not take in city sites on your way to natural sites? Absolutely. I actually looked into that recently. I was like, I want to get to these trails, but sometimes I don't have access to a car. What can I do? And I found that there's not a lot of stations or stops that go right next to them. You know, there's some at the U, 
Um, but there's there's not a ton of options. And so I was actually looking into getting an electric bike to like kind of help bridge that gap. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think you're onto something really, really good there is just kind of a direct access. Even stuff like Big Cottonwood Canyon, there's these massive parking lots that are sometimes completely full on the weekends. Yeah. You know, what if we had buses going up and down the canyons all day? We don't, you know, we don't need a gondola. We need people going up and down to the trail. That's what I think. Well, listen, the gondola is a whole separate conversation. And as it happens, it's one that we're going to have next week on this show. So with that, Brandon Miller, prolific hiker, 54 hikes in 54 days. You got to write a book. Thank you so much for sharing (laughs) ideas with me. I appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me, Allie. Nice talking with you. Now, in the realm of incredibly specific hobbies... The Utah Division of Wildlife Resources is proposing some changes to spearfishing. Spear anglers are really good at targeting specific kinds of fish, which means opening up more water bodies to spearfishing could help manage certain fish populations. For example, spearfishing for common carp at the Jordanelle Reservoir or smallmouth bass at Quail Creek Reservoir. Again, these are just a few of the many proposals. So if you are a spearfisher, man, you better get after this. I put a link to the online survey in the show notes. You've got until the end of September to weigh in. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye. Bye.